Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome into today's Sports Stove Podcast. Today we are talking the NBA and specifically the new coaching changes that are have been made in the NBA. In a little while, we'll be joined by Akeem Glaspie of the Indianapolis Star to talk about Nate Bjorkren and the Indiana Pacers. But before we get there, let's start with a couple other teams that hired coaches earlier in the year. Cleveland Cavaliers currently have J.B. Bickerstaff as their head coach. He took after over after Beeline. Not a whole lot of success there. There is very little talent left over in Cleveland. And he will carry the load going into the 2020-2021 season. The New York Knicks, if you've forgotten, I did. I was looking through this and I thought, oh, that's right. The New York Knicks hired Tom Thibodeau as their head coach to lead the disastrous organization into the new year. Again, a team that is really lacking talent, especially when you talk about superstar talent. It'll be interesting to see if Tom Thibodeau can get the players to play for him. A common theme that we'll see with coaches is getting the respect of the players. Does the coach treat them like children, like college students, or like professional athletes? Tom Thibodeau has had some success as coach, especially in Chicago. Minnesota didn't turn out too well for him. And not having a ton of talent in New York, can they get some free agents to come their way? They hired uh, Kenny Payne from the University of Kentucky, and so there's been all this talk about some of the key Kentucky guys like maybe Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, those kind of guys come in and playing in New York. I'm not sure that Payne can get those guys to come. I'm not sure that Tom Thibodeau will have a lot of success uh, with this team uh, moving forward, but he is the new coach in New York, and it'll be interesting to see if he can pull things together there. The Brooklyn Nets had one of the most interesting hires here this offseason in hiring former point guard Steve Nash. Steve Nash is a great hire, I think, in Brooklyn. It might be the best hire of all the hires so far. He got a lot of 
uh, flack when this hire took place because of his no coaching experience. Well, he was the MVP point guard of a team that, that set history and changed the way the game was played in Phoenix. Steve Nash is a great hire. He uh, already has a relationship with Kevin Durant from their time together in Golden State when Steve was a advisor, uh, kind of assistant coach slash um, just guy to be there and help out around while he was in Golden State. Um, so they have that relationship. Then you've got Kyrie Irving, who's just a little bit crazy. But Steve Nash is the best point guard to ever play the game, and I think he probably has the respect of Kyrie. So I think Steve has a great chance to really do some great things in Brooklyn. There's rumor that Mike D'Antoni is going to join Steve Nash's coaching staff. That would be crazy if that took place. But we'll wait and see him fill out his staff. Amari Stoudemire has already joined the staff, as well as uh, Jacques Vaughn, who was there in the interim coach in Brooklyn this past season, who the players really seem to like and play hard for. So Steve Nash now in Brooklyn. Houston was another team. Uh, Mike D'Antoni stepped down, resigned there in Houston. They also lost Daryl Morey, which we'll talk about in a moment. They hired Steven Silas this week. And uh, Steven Silas was a finalist for the job back in 2016 when the Rockets ended up hiring D'Antoni. And uh, he's really been a key component on the Dallas Mavericks staff here with Luka Doncic and uh, doing a lot with the offense of Dallas. So bringing that over... Being able to implement that in with uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, will should be able to to should be able to see some success offensively still in Houston. It'll be different than what D'Antoni did. The question is, does Harden and Westbrook respect Silas? His dad was a was a very good coach and had a long history of coaching. Silas has been an assistant coach for a while now, so the question comes back as it always does: is how will the players? respond to the coach. Steven Silas supposedly has a very good personality when it comes to relating to the players, getting along with the players, getting them to learn his system, those kinds of things. So all signs point to success. Uh, they are at least as much success as Mike D'Antoni had. The question is, can he take that next step? And a lot of this comes down to roster, how they uh, uh, do this offseason, what changes they make. But if he goes in with a similar roster than what D'Antoni had, is there anyone better to coach that kind of team than D'Antoni? I don't know if there is. Silas has a has a has a big task ahead of him, but a great opportunity uh, there in Houston because of the talent that is there. Let's move on to the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls fired Jim Boylan, which is not a surprise. Billy Donovan takes this job, and this was a surprise. Billy Donovan had success in Oklahoma City. As a matter of fact, everywhere Billy Donovan's gone, he has won. He has done a good job with player development, and he's, I mean, he's had young guys play consistently well for him yeah, at Oklahoma. But the question I have is why Chicago? There's not a, just an influx of talent in Chicago, and it seemed like Billy Donovan could have almost had his choice on where he wanted to go, and he decided to go to Chicago. So it makes you think that he saw something in the players that are there. He likes what's there and the potential there is uh, as well in Chicago, Billy Donovan surprised people this year at Oklahoma City with with uh, getting that team not only into the playoffs, uh, but uh, as high a seed as they were in the playoffs, an opportunity to really move through and the opportunity to beat Houston there in the first round. Oklahoma City uh, impressed this year. Billy Donovan impressed this year and in years past. Now the question is, 
Canyon Press in Chicago. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Akeem Glaspie from the Indianapolis Star about the Indiana Pacers, new coach Nate Bjorkren. Uh, before I uh, we go to break, I'll let you know that uh, we're looking for a sponsor of a phone company because our phone call with Akeem Glaspie had a couple little issues. So if you're a phone carrier or someone who's in marketing in a phone carrier, feel free to contact us at the Sports Stove. And uh, we would love to, to get a better phone service than what we have currently. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Akeem Glaspie of the Indianapolis Star. The NBA offseason is about to heat up. How about things in your kitchen? Hoffandpepper.com. Hoff and Peppers, handcrafted with farm-fresh jalapenos and habaneros. Hoff's original Hoff sauce has gone on to win numerous awards and gain international recognition. Hoff and Pepper always strives to create sauces and seasonings that enhance flavors with balanced heat profiles. Every one of their handmade products is manufactured in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is naturally vegan and gluten-free. Visit their website, hoffandpepper.com, that's H-O-F-F, hoffandpepper.com, and use the promo code BELLYUP, you can save 10% on your purchase. Hoffandpepper.com, promo code BELLYUP. This episode is also brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lovers who want good quality coffee with no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple, the best coffee at an affordable price, in order to provide you the value you deserve from your morning boost. It's 100% organic coffee beans from free trade farms, both whole or ground. 100% air roasted coffee, 100% money back guarantee. So where do you find Invader Coffee? InvaderCoffee.com and use the promo code BELLYUP and save 15% on your purchase. That's right, InvaderCoffee.com, use promo code BELLYUP and save 15% off of your purchase. Thank you to our sponsors, Hoff and Pepper and Invader Coffee. Now back to the NBA conversation. All right, now joining us on the Hoff and Pepper guest hotline from the Indianapolis Star to talk about the Indiana Pacers, it's Akeem Glaspie. Akeem, thank you so much for being with us and uh, taking some time to talk some Pacers basketball with us. Sure thing. All right, so let's start with this. Indiana was interviewing Chauncey Billups, Mike D'Antonio, among other people. Why Nate Bjorkren? Yeah, I, I think they like, uh, it's uh, kind of a shift from what Nate McMillan was bringing to the team. Uh, I think they like his modern approach to basketball. Um, he's a Pacers, uh, a Raptors disciple from uh, Coach Nick Nurse. I mean, Nick Nurse is one of the most respected coaches in the NBA, so that's definitely a good tree to be hiring from. And I think they just wanted to, again, have a more modern approach to, to basketball, a uh, faster tempo, more three-pointers. Um, I, I, and I uh, that as well, uh, someone that's kind of committed to getting to know his players on a, on a more personal level. And then he also has a reputation for player development, you know, uh, in terms of developing undrafted players and, you know, some overlooked players during his time 
with the, the Raptors, and he was he's really been a coaching grinder too. He's coached in multiple teams in the G League, and he's been an assistant coach. So uh, I feel like he just brings a, something different that the Bruins was bringing, and they modernize the team a little bit. Yeah. So. A long history with Nick Nurse. He coached under him in the G League, coached under him in Toronto um, as well. I guess my question has been, um, we know Nick Nurse is a great coach. How do we know that Nate is uh, is a good coach as well? Or was, like, basically, I guess, was Nick the main reason the Raptors were good? Or how big a role was Nate Bjorken in that, in that team, especially in Toronto? Yeah, that's a question that I not answer. <laughs> uh, I think that's definitely a risk you take when you hire someone that has not been a head coach before. Um, and that could be a good unknown. You know, um, Nick Nurse was also a first-time head coach when he took over the Raptors. So, I mean, it's a little unfortunate that he's kind of always going to be tied to Nick Nurse. But, again, I feel like that's a good gamble to take uh, as opposed to, like, a Mike D'Antoni, a retread, even a Doc Rivers, other available coaches that were out there. Maybe you know what you're getting, and maybe that's not exactly what the Pacers wanted. And again, um, Nate Bjorkman is, is a younger coach, 45. He does bring a little bit of unknown, and I would imagine that you know, there's going to be some changes that are, are, are going to happen on the team, and maybe they they want that excitement, that again, a change and a shift in, uh, in terms of culture and philosophy that, um, you know, if it's anything like the success that Dick Nurse had, uh, it's definitely going to be a welcome change. Yeah, definitely. And you're right. You have to de- decide if you want the, the known or if you want the possibly the next great coach uh, still wait to be seen. You mentioned he's known for player development. Um, it's one of the things you mentioned in your recent uh, article about the new coach, Nate Bjorkren. But um, player development is great, but the Pacers right now have a fair amount of veteran players. How is he going to adjust um, if everything stays as is? How is he going to be able to coach, I guess, these veteran players like Oladipo, Turner, Sabonis, Brogdon, uh, of course, T.J. Warren, he already has a relationship with, but um, how does that fit in with his player development history? Well, I think it starts, I think the only way to answer that really is to see who is on the team once the season the season actually starts. You know, what the roster looks like. Um, you know, I don't know if, obviously, there's a lot of speculation on Oladipo's future, and, you know, again, it's if they're truly kind of committed to playing a more modern style, then the, the pairing of Turner and Sabonis is one that will be kind of, um, you know, might have to be looked at in terms of, you know, maybe moving one of them. So, um, I mean, there's always room for development in terms of, you know, they're, they're going to be learning a new scheme. Uh, they obviously were running David McMillan's scheme that, you know, was 22nd out of 30 in terms of pace and 30th and three-point attempts. So, I mean, I guess the development learn a new scheme and, who, you know, kind of who they're building the team around. So it's, it's kind of hard to say. And obviously they have a, you know, maybe a draft pick out there that they'll develop into other players that might get looks like TJ Leaf or, you know, Aaron Holiday. Um, but I guess if you want to be optimistic, you can, you know, get a long look at some young players that would be, you know, I guess prime development candidates. That would, that's going to be an intriguing uh, thing to kind of look out for uh, once the season gets started. Between Turner and Sabonis, who do you think uh, they should keep or who do you think they will keep or do you think they'll try to do it with both of them again? Yeah, I don't I, I, I'm, I don't have uh, any contact or sources on this, but I, I don't see how it would, how you can, you know, 
play with both of them. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine Sabonis might have a slightly, slightly stronger marker just based on recent performance, but uh, Turner's skill set is so unique in terms of a, a stretch five that can, uh, you know, protect the rim. So that's, uh, it, it'd be hard to put a kind of a, a rating on who has more trade value. I guess it's a, on a team-by-team basis, but Ah man, I don't know. I, uh, it's that's a really good question. I wonder if Sabonis might be able to, to yield you a little bit more on a trade, but you know, in in the right fit, it's hard not to see the impact that Miles could have. You know, on on a team where he's, you know, his skill set is completely utilized, where he's not he eliminates the long twos and the defense is kind of funneled around him and his rim protecting ability. So hmm, that's 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 hard. That's a hard question to ask, and that's I guess that's why. Uh, yeah, because you kind of have to decide between Turner's defense and Sabonis's offense, and uh, they don't. I mean, they they complement each other to some degree, but two bigs in the NBA just doesn't seem to be working anymore. And uh, yeah. it'd be interesting to see what they decide and how they decide to go. There's been rumors of uh, Danny Manning joining the staff. Uh, any other word on? Guys that uh, Nate's going to bring in to help on his staff. Um, I don't have uh, any inside knowledge of any assistance, but I do know that he's uh, he's going to get kind of uh, carte blanche to pick his staff. I know Pacers have had two uh, assistants leave in, in the in the in you know last couple of days, so it seems like he's going to be able to build his staff from the ground up, which is something something that'll be interesting to see. And um, are there any that you know of free agents with history with Bjorkren uh, from Toronto or maybe even from the G League days um, that we should watch for here in the off season? Uh, no, that is, I, I don't have any knowledge on, on that either. Um, yeah, I, no. Okay. <laughs> Not that I know of. Um, Again, this was a this was a hire that kind of came out of left field, so it's. It's a little interesting to see what moves are going to make. You know, I guess again, a lot of it starts with the, the whole depot and Brogdon pairing. You know, if, if they're kind of set up for a long term together, and you got to kind of go from there. And then the uh, Turner and Sabonis pairing as well. So I feel like once maybe those questions are answered, the dominoes will kind of fall from there. One of the things, again, with player development, Pacers with no first-round pick, they don't pick until pick 54 in the draft. Obviously, they could make some trades that could change that. Um, you know, I, I guess from what we've seen with the history of Toronto and even in the G League with, with Nate Bjorkren is is maybe a second-round pick could turn into something for this team moving forward. And, and it's not a great draft at the top of the draft, but it seems like a relatively deep draft coming in this year. And maybe uh, the Pacers can make the most with with uh, Nate Bjorkman as their new coach. Yeah, again, a player like a, I mean, a Pascal Siakam, he was a first round pick, but then there was undrafted free agents like a Frank Van Fleet, someone who had a, you know was an older prospect had a four year career at Wichita State, and I guess that's not typically uh, what you'd see in the second round. They tend to be more of the high upside guys, you know, like a, a Brian Bowen type, of one and done, but. Yeah, I mean, if you can turn a, a 22-year-old, you know, undersized point guard into the, the leading scorer on, the, on a, you know, a playoff team like you did with Fred Van Fleet, that speaks a lot to what he's capable of doing. So, yeah, I mean, if uh, taking an optimistic kind of look at it, um, you know, a second-round pick could be potentially a, 
uh, a gem again if he's finding undrafted players and turning to solid role players. So, um, I mean, anything happens like the top outside of the lottery is, is a crapshoot, but yeah, it seems like a New York Queen has a kind of a track record again of a, as a player developer, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he can do. How would you say the uh, general mood is for Pacers fans, especially there in Indianapolis? Are they excited about this hire? Are they kind of cautiously optimistic, or how would you describe them? Yeah, I'd say cautiously, cautiously optimistic. Um, I think the initial kind of uh, reaction to the hiring was one of confusion, like who is this guy? Uh, he's never been a head coach, an assistant, he is a you know, he's not one of the flashy names that are out there. But again, once you dig into his background, I mean, he's a, a grinder, someone who coached high school, and, you know, and, uh, in the G League. So I feel like it's kind of hard almost not to root for someone with his upbringing. You know, he's, and especially you have a trend now where uh, kind of the ex players are getting kind of promoted to the front of the line in terms of, uh, you know, I mean, it comes down to like higher head coach like, you know, Steve Nash. Uh, to see someone on the other end of the spectrum, it's kind of, it's endearing in a way, so it's kind of hard not to root for them. Now, once the game starts and the ball is tipped and, you know, when all that other stuff is kind of out the windows once you have to kind of put a product on the floor. But I think he's definitely someone that Indiana, you know, can grow to appreciate again because of his kind of his blue-collar, you know, upbringing. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a star player in college, you know. He wasn't, you know, one of these high-name guys, uh, that was kind of floated out there. So I, I can definitely see him being someone that can uh, kind of become, you know, a left figure in the end of the time, obviously, if he wins. All right. Well, very good. Thank you, Akeem. Again, it's Akeem Glasby from the Indianapolis Star. You can read uh, some of his stuff on IndyStar.com. And you can find him on Twitter at the, uh, the Akeem Glaspy uh, there on Twitter. Akeem, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Sure appreciate your, uh, your insight on everything with Nate Bjorkman. A lot of questions surround the Indiana Pacers' new season. So many off-season things they have to figure out. Again, special thanks to Akeem Glaspy from the Indianapolis Star for joining us to talk about the Pacers. Let's wrap up with the last couple teams hiring new coaches. The Philadelphia 76ers finally got rid of Brett Brown at least one year too late. They bring in Doc Rivers as the new head coach. He'll have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and others to uh, coach. Of course, a lot of questions surround their offseason as well. They hire Daryl Morey as well from the Houston Rockets. Bring him in. Uh, Elton Brand still the general manager. So between Doc Rivers, Elton Brand, and Daryl Morey, they're going to try to put together a team that can compete. It's never been a question of having enough talent in Philadelphia. It's putting that talent together and keeping that talent healthy. So a lot of questions. And really, the 76ers are going to be a really interesting team to watch coming into the draft, free agency, and different trades that can be made. But a Doc Rivers championship coach, a lot of experience. He's also underachieved many times throughout his career. But they bring in a lot of experience in Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey into the organization. The Los Angeles Clippers, who got rid of Doc Rivers, and it was a little surprising they did so. I don't, I don't know if they were wrong to do so, but nonetheless, they bring in Ty Lue. Ty Lue, another championship coach, if you count Cleveland. And I only say that, that's very skeptical and not very nice to Ty Lue, but... How much coaching did he do in Cleveland? LeBron James seemed to have a lot of control over the plays they called, who was playing, all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, I shouldn't take that much away from Ty Lu, but he takes over the Clippers. The Clippers were top five in both offense and defense last year, and he's preaching a faster pace and more ball movement. Last year, the ball just stopped. It got into Kawhi's hands, and it stopped there. It got into Paul George's hands, and it stopped there. It got into Lou Williams' hands. It got into name the player, and it didn't move very much. So Ty Lu says we've got a top five offense and a top five defense. Now we're going to improve on that by uh, getting the pace going a little quicker, getting that ball movement, getting that drive, uh, and then kick out offense that's so popular right now. And they're going to have to find a few extra bench players, but they're going to bring back a lot of the same players from last year. Talent, again, will not be the question for the Clippers uh, maybe the curse is more the issue, but can Ty Lue pull him out? He's had success coaching superstars before, and he's got two very good basketball players in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, along with uh, some great role players. Can he get them all to play together? Can he all get them all to buy in? That's going to be the question uh, for Ty Lue. Then one of the most surprising hires has to be the New Orleans Pelicans. They fire Alvin Gentry. That was not a surprise. They bring in Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy's been out of the league for two and a half years. Stan Van Gundy is not known for uh, fast-paced basketball. He's known for coaching with some big-time centers. A lot of question marks around this hire. Stan Van Gundy has said all the right things so far, talking about watching basketball and understanding that there has to be a lot of flexibility, even night to night, in how you play. He understands the pace has to be up. He understands uh, you got to shoot more threes. At least that's what he's saying. The question is, when he comes into this league again, re-enters the league with the Pelicans, he's going to have Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, more than likely, Zion Williamson. He's going to have these these talented young players. Can he get them to play? A Can he adjust to the NBA currently in the fast pace, constant running up and down the court, and can he get those guys to play well? The talent is young. It's unproven, but it appears to be there. Zion is, is an incredible athlete. Can they keep him healthy? Lonzo, he has great stretches and then really, really bad stretches. Brandon Ingram is turning into a star. New Orleans has some skilled players. They need a coach that can put it all together. Alvin Gentry couldn't. Can Stan Van Gundy? That is the question. There is still one team out there with no head coach. That's the Oklahoma City Thunder. As of this recording, still no coach hired by OKC. It'll be very interesting to see where they go as they have some young guys as well. They're, they're somewhat of a rebuilding team. And Billy Donovan, like we talked about earlier, he had success with this team. It's not going to be easy to follow his, his shoes, especially with more than likely Chris Paul heading somewhere else this offseason. So one team left without a coach, a bunch of teams with new head coaches, and for the most part, every single team with large question marks surrounding the new hires this year. It is the NBA offseason. I geek out during offseasons, and so I'm looking forward to free agency. I'm looking forward to the draft. We'll have some conversations about that down the road. Thank you so much for listening to the Sports Stove Podcast today. If you liked the episode, please rate us, share the episode with your friends as well. Uh, thank Akeem Glassby for coming on and talking with us about the Pacers as well. If you're looking for us on social media, you can find us at 
Sports Stove on Twitter at Sports Stove. That's where we're the most active at. Uh, again, we're so thankful to be a part of the Belly Up Sports and Belly Up Podcast Network. Go to bellyupsports.com to see all the other podcasts and articles and other things that are available there on bellyupsports.com. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. Thank you.